0: Hey all you cool cats and kittens, or bear cubs and cubettes, cubettes Um we are back as promised. I think that we said a week and a half ago that if Baylor went on a hot streak in basketball, we would record again. And yeah. we're a little bit late, but we're here, and it is episode two of season four of Sour Grapes with Amy and Edda, and I'm Amy.
1: And I'm Edda. And we're, we're back.
0: Here. <laughs> we're here. We had, um, ideally, we would have recorded this like after we rattled off two quick wins in conference play, but I had strep throat all last week. And yeah, you had life in general. So
1: I was, I was, I had a low fever uh, like at the end of the weekend, like on Monday, um, and just like exhausted. Could not, not sleep it. enough. So, but we're back, baby.
0: Back. Uh, anything, anything big happen in the 12 days my. since we last recorded? In your life uh, first. We'll get on to other things, but just a general vibe check for the Edda world. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My son uh, made it to, well, he was already in the district spelling bee and today he made it to the regional spelling bee. So he, um, yeah, he is the, he's the youngest one of six that advanced, so he's kind of excited about that. A little mad that he uh, got out on a word that he had never heard of before, which was top gallant, uh, but we've already discussed ways to move forward with studying so that that doesn't happen again, and uh, I think he's pretty excited.
0: Can you use that word in a sentence?
1: It is a sail at the top of one of the masts. I don't know, not the mizzen mast. Rig it's a sail. The top, That's all I know. Top
0: gallant or pop gallant.
1: Top. So I'm assuming it's at like the top of the pole, but okay. Who knows? Boats are weird. So maybe it's <laughs> at the bottom.
0: Boats are strange. I don't understand them. Yeah, they float whatever. Kind of like airplanes. Like, you're a big, heavy thing. How is this happening? Anyway, I digress. Um, What are you drinking tonight? It is Friday night, uh, January 20th?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm drinking a Pinot Noir because it was already open. So, Mm. yeah.
0: I'm doing Bada Box (laughs) Rosé. What is that? Dry Rosé. Like, it's, it's, I think it's like a brand of wine. Nope. Bought a, bought a box. I don't know. It's a box that sits in my refrigerator and stays good for 30 days. So
1: I'm not huge on the
0: wine these days. So
1: I saw a TikTok this past week where somebody had made like um, a very elegant looking cover for their boxed wine hmm. so that it wasn't as ugly being dispensed. And all I could think of were those like. Plastic grid, like, yarn needle points that you could do back in the day for, like, tissue boxes. It was, like, a plastic (laughs) grid, and you sort of did, like, cross-stitch over it. I feel like grandma's had them. I didn't have one, but...
0: I didn't have one.
1: People that I observed had them.
0: My whole thing is... Like, I'm clearly buying this for the convenience. Yeah. Why the hell do I care what it looks like in my fridge? But I, I, like, I appreciate that some people do care. We all have our things.
1: I mean, there has been an unidentified liquid dried to the bottom of the front of my fridge for a couple months now. I'm clearly not the target audience for fancy (laughs) (laughs) covers for my box wine.
0: zhuzh zhuzh it up a bit um yeah we've got some fridge things happening right now that probably need tending to but instead i'm just gonna podcast on a friday night and ignore my children child only one child only one uh the other one is at basketball and swim and that's a whole big thing so i thought i was gonna get out of having to go to basketball tomorrow because the the first grader had a birthday party to go to, but the kid is mm. sick. So the mom was like, mm, we're going to postpone this. But it's an 11 a.m. basketball game at least instead of 8 a.m. like last week.
1: That's true. Yeah, I'm getting out so, of lacrosse this afternoon because I don't like
0: Because you going... had to podcast. You had yeah. To podcast. Sorry. Sorry, child. Um, we Okay, we don't have an icebreaker question of the night.
1: Yeah, I mean, one one suggestion from Mark was, uh, what is the biggest event or scandal that you would post a photo of your family to try and distract from? But I honestly, I don't really feel like my family's cute enough to distract from any scandals. So,
0: I mean, is that a requisite? It doesn't seem from what I've seen. <laughs> That uh, point. that cuteness that an exceptionally good-looking family is necessary a prerequisite for distraction and deflection here. Yeah. Also, like a real scandal that I would use a scandal. That's I don't know. here's a scandal. Here's a scandal for you, Mark Seymour. Mark Seymour. We got our puppy, you know, in July of 2021. She was one of ten. It's supposed to be a golden doodle. She is stark black flat non curly hair and she sheds like a mother ducker mark there's a the scandal your dog might have had relations mm. with another dog
1: your dog is a changeling
0: yeah. <laughs> like i'm like not to cast aspersions on gracie the dog's character but i think she might have had more than one lover during that little window of time when she could magically get pregnant
1: stranger things have happened <laughs>
0: Mm, it's fine. She's, she's lucky that she's like just strange enough to fit in really well with our family because I'm finding little black hairs all over my house. And that is not what I signed up for.
1: Anyway, you know,
0: okay. A win is a win. It's only crazy if it doesn't work. This is on our agenda. Hey, do you want to tell them the title of our podcast tonight?
1: Do you want to explain
0: it? Why don't we just get into that and then hit on all of the other tangential stuff at the end of the night?
1: Yeah, we can do that. Because I feel like that's the meat. So the the title of this episode is going to be sparkling hypocrisy. But I can't remember what I said. It's only
0: it's only from the hippo hippocratic
1: I can't remember now.
0: Something region of France. Oh, I said
1: it's only sanctimony if it's from the Sanctimone region of France. Otherwise, it's just sparkling hypocrisy. This is in our in our text earlier this week. So it was like that's that's our podcast name, Sparkling Hypocrisy. So we're gonna be
0: like the 500th podcast that has touched upon this topic,
1: but this the only podcast that has touched on this topic while drinking wine. So
0: and also the only podcast that has touched on this topic with two Baylor female graduates who are also sports fans, but also um, very much in the believe women camp and listen to them whenever they say things have happened. So, yeah, per- perhaps a little bit of an interesting perspective or a different perspective than what other people have offered.
1: Yeah. So, content warning: if that's going to trigger you, maybe leave.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, if you've been living under a rock it kind of was floating around over the past several days that TCU was going to hire Kendall Bryles, who has been working as the offensive coordinator for the University of Arkansas for the past few years. He had a stint at, like, what, Florida Mm. Atlantic?
1: Yeah, Uh, I think so. Because was it when... um, And he was at Houston. Joey Freshwater was in there. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So he's made he's made a few stops. Um, Arkansas, the Arkansas gig, I think, has probably been like his return to like big Power Five athletics. Yeah, and Sonny Dykes has made a choice to bring him on as the offensive coordinator for the TCU Horned Frogs on the like. On the heels of kind of an embarrassing loss in the national championship game, but like also on the heels of a phenomenal season for the TCU Horned Frogs under first year coach Sonny Dykes. And as we can imagine, because things are always even keeled and um, I don't know uh, what. We'll wait and see approach. No, no, that's not how we do things on Twitter.com. Anyway, there's been an outcry from TCU fans, from prominent voices in the media and in the sexual violence against women uh, area of the world. I, I don't think the hire has gone over particularly well. What do you think? Do you think anyone in TCU right now is like, yes, we nailed it.
1: Killing it. I mean, there's probably a couple people. I feel like there's people in every fan base that are of that lean.
0: But I mean, like, also, if you're TCU and you're replacing Garrett Riley, who has gone to Clemson, are you like, yes, Kendall Bryles was absolutely the best option. Like to start things off, he's not a fantastic coordinator. He's fine.
1: I feel like it's like they want the brain of Art Bryles, but they don't have the balls to just hire Art Bryles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But also like, why not at this point?
1: But yeah, I mean, I am absolutely not advocating for that to ever happen. Um, but there are other named people from lawsuits related to that whole era who are currently on staff at TCU or currently on staff at other Power Five programs. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's, or there's, the athletic director at other schools that are Power Five. So
0: there's just, there is a lot to unpack. And I feel like we need to have some kind of, um, method or framework to approach this. So first of all, I don't think we need to necessarily rehash 2016. No, but I think that we can look back on it seven years removed now. And I think, I think people like Mac Engle who have now defended the Kendall Bryles hire, who was one of the loudest voices about how toxic the Baylor culture was and how um, hiring people from the Baylor staff would be like the worst move a program could possibly make. Like, I think it's possible that he's looking back on his coverage now and realizing that he was incredibly lazy with how he was covering the story. I think that the media placed a lot of blame on the football program that should have been more borne by the university as a whole and the toxic system and way of dealing with sexual issues that Baylor University had in place.
1: Yes, and I think we should be really... Uh, loud to say, it is not just a Baylor problem. If you think it is just a Baylor problem, one, you are part of the problem, and two, you are woefully misinformed. This is an every university problem. It is a ongoing problem. I would say, in 2020, the Department of Education changed the definition of what constitutes sexual assault and sexual harassment, which made it one uh, easier to say this is you know freedom of speech within a educational setting uh, it made it harder for survivors to file complaints and and get, due process, and, you know, I have observed this in my own experiences within higher education that, you know, unfortunately, even if you come forward and you say, here's what happened to me, even if you are the person who has everything to lose by coming forward, people may not believe you. And – yeah and I'm not this has not happened to me but I am very aware I have observed this happen to other people and if you think it's not happening everywhere you're part of the problem um
0: I so I think it all harkens back to just honestly an incredibly harmful way that an entire generation of people were raised thinking about relationships and thinking about sex and thinking about, um, consent. And unfortunately, I'm not sure that there's any solution that is going to work right now. I think it is something that has to, Like, the dividends will pay off when our children are adults.
1: Yeah. We're talking decades of work ahead of us.
0: Right. Right. Because as parents of boys, we can understand that it's terrifying to think that, like, a bad uh, night or a, like, bad interaction can... Like two people can walk away from that and like have a completely different idea of what happened and yes. can have, I mean, like not to laugh, like I laugh when I'm uncomfortable, but like, that's scary. And I I don't necessarily, I, I've seen the way things have gone in one direction of like, believe all women, no matter what, and how that can Because it isn't like if you get accused of something or if you get um, or if someone comes out and says afterwards, hey, this happened differently for me than it did for you. Like, I like I had a different experience. Like, if you're the guy in that relationship, that can ruin you. And yet also, like, if a woman is experiencing something, that's her experience. And who are we to tell her that she is? wrong in how she experienced that because that is the most intimate and personal thing. Like, so yeah. So disclaimer on all of this, like we are seven years removed from the Baylor thing and I have new thoughts on it every single day about culpability and about how things were mishandled. But at the end of the day, like legally (laughs) there was a process that schools were supposed to follow And we, from the top down of Baylor University's leadership, refuse to do that because because of our own Southern Baptist ideas about intimate relationships and their propriety among college students.
1: Yeah. So so all that to say. Like, for me, one of the biggest tells of... This was not a solely um, football thing. And I, I do not want to use the term scapegoated. I don't think that the football program was scapegoated. Do I think that potentially the reaction to the football program and athletics in general was larger than Potentially necessary because those in leadership realized if we don't torch this, we might end up having the university torched for us. Yes, I think that is possible. But I think realistically, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Like, did people realize if if we don't react incredibly strongly to this, bigger problems could happen. Yes, I think that that is entirely possible prob- and I improbable. Uh, but I don't think that the the football program was scapegoated for a political point. I saw someone say that no. this week. Um, and I think the, the best evidence of that is that the university literally paid Bryles and Starr almost $20 million to settle if they were not culpable in it in some way they would not be paying 20 million dollars to, to fire these people away. right yeah um if it was solely well, on them it we would have a situation like the recently deposed coach of the university of texas where sorry bud you're out
0: you're out you're done yeah yeah and so, like, I think that if Mac Engle were better at his job or were more capable of critical thinking, he would have, at the time that this was all going down, would have been able to say that Riles and his staff bear responsibility because ultimately they had young men in their atmosphere who's, you know, who's, who were influenced by them and over whom they wielded power, considerable power to punish and to alter behavior through, you know, whatever. Um, but Mack Engle didn't do that. It was Briles and all of these people are evil. So now they find themselves in the position of... Seven years removed. TCU wants to bring these people on board. It's fine because these people have been, you know, vetted by other universities and uh, and maybe Art Bryles should have a job too. Yeah, like maybe that was the conclusion that you should have reached seven years ago, but you didn't. So now it isn't even about like TCU doesn't care about this or that. It's that you're hypocrites. It's that it was only ever about taking down a football program for you. Like, that's what you're revealing. It was not about women. It was not about
1: concern.
0: It and was, it's not
1: just a nasty angle problem. Because, oh, yeah, no, it's, like, it's this morning's wide. Dallas Morning News, who I know also gave such um, well reasoned and uh, Nuanced, nuanced coverage thought, back in yeah. 2016 um but also if you're gonna write an editorial like this have the guts to like sign your names to it don't just write dallas morning news editorial but the headline oh, is tcu's kendall briles problem is the bloom of baylor's failure failure so yet again even though tcu is the one that hired back to our deep yeah.
0: thinking what was that Ooh,
1: like i can't remember what i was saying Wait, 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 let me get my brain, get my brain back on track. Um, What was I saying? The Dallas Morning News editorial, which nailed it. But like, yet again, it's Baylor's fault that TCU chose to hire someone with a checkered past you chose to hire the person that we fired, but because we didn't give you the entire access to the Pepper Hamilton files, it's our fault. Mm -hmm. And like, I have thoughts on this because also like, should Baylor release it all? Like I can see the argument for in the interest of full transparency, Baylor should release it all. But I also think that Actually, I know that. It's not just that I think. I know that there is a portion of the Baylor diaspora and probably the population as a whole who would use any details released within the Pepper Hamilton files to victim blame and shame these people who have been through so much already And if victims and survivors would like to share their own stories, that is on them. They get to choose when they do that. They get to choose how they do that. They should not have to have their personal traumas released for them without their own choices just to satisfy the Dallas freaking morning news editorial board who won't even put their names behind the article.
0: Don't we, like, don't we have, um, isn't there a story about one of the regents who was at Baylor at the time when all of this was going down calling one of the girls who was sexually assaulted a perverted little tart?
1: Wasn't that, like, Tommy Lou? Or was it said to Tommy Lou?
0: I don't know. But I don't remember. But, like, yes. Parf, par, oh, uh. Neil Jones, a Baylor University regent, yes. prominent Texas lobbyist, Neil Buddy Jones described female students whom he suspected of drinking alcohol at parties as perverted little tarts, the vilest oh and most despicable girls, and a group of very bad apples, according to emails he sent in 2009. Um. So like, back to the toxic culture of Baylor University and how we view... Or how we used to view any women who were out doing – because, again, we had so many male athletes on rosters who had children out of wedlock. Yeah. But but if females were out enjoying themselves, that is how we viewed them. We, well, as in a bunch of old white men,
1: like, are, who love Jesus. I mean, I like – I hate to lend credence to this because it's the Houston Chronicle and I hate them. But they have, I mean, there's some good writing there too. But um, they there's a court filing, not just like hearsay, a literal court filing from our interim president that stated that some women who said that they have been sexually assaulted were willing victims who deserved God's wrath. So.
0: Again. If 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 the argument were made that Kendall Brials, Art Brials, everyone on staff was a product of a of an ethos that was toxic and um backwards and harmful to women and all this like I would buy that. That's not the argument that was made though. No. It was and so it, 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 for, them, for me, it's the hypocrisy. For me, it's also the hypocrisy of uh, TCU fans. I didn't hear them saying shit when Kazadi and Buckles were brought it, in. To be fair, there,
1: there were some people who raised concerns. And I have were seen regret posted by those in, people yeah. in the last week yeah. of I should have made a bigger noise um there are a whole lot
0: of people within the big 12 right now or within like the college football power five thing who are sliding under the ra- radar because their last names aren't Bryles, including one who is the son-in-law of Bryles, who yep. is up north in
1: norman and was got named brought in as in the a oc yeah like, named yeah and I think one thing that I have been thinking about a lot this week uh, is actually related to an article that I had read. Is it an article? I don't know if it's a- – yes, it's an article. But from – Is a thought that in- I had
0: in my head? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, no. But it was spurred by a article, post, entry. I don't know. Is it a blog? Is it a journal? I don't know. But in the dispatch by David French in early December – And that was specifically in response to the Southern Baptist Convention and everything that's been going on with them over the last few years, Um, but talking about what does uh, repentance actually look like? What should we look for in terms of repentance? And he shares the story of this English aristocrat and soldier politician served in World War II, um, worked in parliament eventually ended up being um, the secretary of state for war in the, in the British cabinet. Um, And while doing so ended up having an affair with a young woman who also was having an affair with a Soviet naval attache. So like all (laughs) sorts of problems. And then in, in the fallout from that, you know, in the fallout (laughs) from that, This man ended up lying to Parliament, which at the time was considered like one of the worst things a gentleman could possibly do. And at that point, he confessed to everything he had done, resigned in shame and resolved to never obtrude upon the public again. And after that, he dedicated his life to serving the poor. He raised money for charitable organizations. So he still had a public life of public service, but did not attempt to foist himself upon the public as a means of regaining trust. He actually served and did end up regaining the public's trust. He he was awarded um, a, something, a CVE. I don't know what that is because I'm not British, but... Uh, and ended up, you know, going to state dinners with the Queen and Margaret Thatcher, and but he did not attempt to demand that. He did not say, "You are, I'm just going to keep moving like nothing happened." Sure, I'll go work at Florida Atlantic for a year or two. Um, sure, I'll go to Arkansas State for a year before moving back into, you know, "quote unquote" the big leagues, but. It's sort of, it's that, that I guess I saw a quote years ago that was like, trust is like a piece of paper. You can crumple it up, but once it's crumpled, even when you try and smooth it, you're still going to know there's crumples there. And this whole process of, I got fired, I'm gonna go coach somewhere else for a couple of years until the collective memory forgets what I did or more importantly, didn't do. And um you know, I'll just I'll just get to keep doing what I'm doing with with no real fallout, no real changes having been made on my part, and one comment I saw in the last week or so was Kendall Bryles was he was, I mean, he was like only in his early 30s then. I am freaking sorry. If you don't know at 30 freaking three that you should be using your position as the offensive coordinator at a Power 5 school or really your position anywhere as a grown-ass human to help people who come to you when they have been wounded and experienced trauma and you are in a position where you can freaking do something about it and you don't do something about it, there's no way in hell I want you around my son at 18 to 22 in his formative years when he is an impressionable young adult. I mean, hopefully by the time they're 18 to 22, I have taught them enough that freaking idiots like you won't Mess it all up.
0: I, uh, I was listening to the Ion College Basketball podcast this week because I can listen to it again because Baylor's winning again, but I realized that I hadn't listened to what they had to say after the Chris Beard stuff came out in December. And I can't remember if it was Gary or Matt who said that college recruiting just in general, is like every coach is like Schrodinger's cat until you know one way or the other. Like, and it made me think about like, like, okay, so what we know about Kendall Bryles is that he he made the comment, "Oh, you like white women? We have a lot of white women at Baylor, you know, like
1: snow bunnies
0: and all of this."
1: Like, he's not wrong, but.
0: He's not wrong. Can we, as women in our late 30s who have children, can we look at that and be like, that is distasteful as duck, like using women as in, but like every, every college athletics program has stuff like the, uh, what were they at Baylor? The, the girls oh, who would show recruits around. The buckle bunnies. What were they called? They would wear the cowboy the boots and the Bruins? yes, yes, yeah. Um, like college recruiting in general is just dirty, um, and they are using every freaking uh possible advantage that they can to win over a bunch of seventeen and eighteen year old young men who are hormonal and have been told that they are special stuff all their lives and like it just i I don't think that Kendall Bryles was doing anything different than anyone else. No. Any other any other coach and I think that probably the programs where this is not happening are like the Alabamas and the probably the Georgias of the like Stuff that went on at Baylor where coaches were willing to look the other way when they were getting reports about their kids because this guy's a star athlete and we've not been winning and suddenly we're winning and we like the way this feels and we want to keep this going. Like, this is why college football coaches should not be in charge of this process because they are hired to win and... There are things that are going to arise that are going to be in direct conflict with that um, with that directive. It shouldn't be in their control. Kendall Bryles shouldn't have been making decisions. Art Bryles should have been. But he also can say, I'm the football coach. This is not my job. It is not my job to litigate these things. And this is where I go back to, like, y'all are all getting bitten in the ass by the narrative that you spun up to make yourselves feel better and to justify going nuclear on Baylor football because they were winning. Yeah. And that that sounds like a CAB truther. Like, no, he should not. Like, he should have handled things better.
1: I, I mean, Everyone I am have. personally of the opinion that Art Briles should not be allowed near any football team again ever. Because he has shown enough errors in judgment that he shouldn't be allowed to make those sorts of decisions. I don't know that I can say that about the rest of the staff. But I do think that there should be transparency. And here are the specific ways this person screwed up. Here are the ways that they have changed, that they plan to move forward. Here are the... the, Organizational and structural things we have implemented within our department to make sure that the ways in which they screwed up before don't happen again. And yeah. nobody's saying And I that. just
0: I would just I would like a modicum of remorse. I would like a modicum of I did not take my role seriously. I did not take my job as molder of men seriously. And I did not take women seriously.
1: And I would I like there.
0: Six and I'm very sorry. Money
1: bag signs worth of money donated to a sexual assault victims charity that benefits people.
0: Can we um move from the serious to the petty?
1: Oh, are we gonna talk are we gonna talk about (laughs) recruitment TikTok?
0: Well, I would I, did I would not just put like that to talk about but
1: I would like to talk
0: about TC's rollout of this hire.
1: Oh yeah. They definitely soft launched him last. It was like it was like being 35 all your girlfriends are married already and y- you know you're divorced but you're dating some dude and you soft launch your boyfriend after 6 months of dating.
0: The the tweet today though with um with kindle shielded literally they have put children in the line of fire to like bodily protect kindle
1: i know i tweeted a picture of it but i honestly didn't look at the picture of him more than the fact that it was like giant font at the top so i'm going to go look right now
0: giant font um his son's hat is placed in a way that the font of the world word Brials actually like blends in with it so you can't fully see it literally putting the children in the forefront and Kindle is like the 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 farthest back in the picture um did not say his name in the tweet so if you're like tweeting or searching Brials, like that's not going to pop up it just as Sean said like masterclass in like, how to do this stuff with a sticky subject. Friday news dump. No one's thinking about it. Maybe we can like, find better they, hair
1: stylists in Fort Worth.
0: There is no one sweating more right
1: now than uh,
0: Donati. Danette,
1: their AD, oh, yeah. Jeremiah Donati. Because he's
0: just like, okay, sunny. You better have a freaking lights off season because if you don't, this is going to be a continuing headache. If you're you're great and if you're winning, it's going to go away. That's what they're counting on. It's
1: going to be like, you know what? This is a little like blast from the past, like too early pandemic. But guess where um, Sonny Dykes was a positions coach in the mid 90s? don't know navarro junior college oh
0: with cheer with jerry yeah <laughs> no jerry wasn't there um yeah like there was a there was a very big thought that sunny dykes would come to baylor after briles like there, like that that he was a an option
1: I, I do remember that. And I remember like- at the time being like, Dear Lord, please no.
0: I think he looks less likable than Gary Patterson on the sidelines. Gary was kind of funny the way he would like hitch up his pants and sweat profusely and like stomp around. And he his was shirt. like a little angry, little angry man. And Sonny is just like big, angry in the face of referees, man, officials, well, I mean- man.
1: His dad's name is Spike.
0: Spike Dyke. Dykes. Spikey. Spike Dykes. Honestly,
1: that, like, that's a man I trust as a football coach. A guy named Spike Dykes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a mess. Um, They're kind of like Baylor North now, though. Like, they're getting the whole gang back together from the Bryles regime. Good on them. Who are they going to bring in? Like, uh, let's see. Who who can we bring in next? We've got the strength and conditioning coach. We've got Carlton Buckles at defensive backs. We've got Kendall as OC. Uh, Okay, honestly, though, like, Kendall, not a great OC, should have gone after Philip Montgomery. And I know he just took a new job, but, like, that was actually the brains behind the operation, and he got out of Baylor just in time. Before shit hit the fan, because he left for Tulsa in like 2015, and that's why Kendall quiet. was OC real quiet yeah. since then. And that's why Kendall was in the OC role for the the Cotton Bowl that only was three quarters in. Uh, I don't know what you talking January about. January 1st, 2015. Yeah,
1: I refuse to acknowledge that that took place.
0: Right. Uh, basketball. Yeah. You know what I loved. You know, I love this week when Coach Tang beat Kansas and all of the crowd was chanting something like FKU and yeah. he took that microphone and he said, we are not going to be defined by what we hate or what we don't like. We're going to be defined by the love that we have for this program. And it's just like I was saying last week. The Lord has shown me that if my rooting interests are driven by fraud. It's never going to go well for me. But if I – if it's if it's love and happiness for others, it goes a little bit better for me. Yes. I feel like he might have listened to the podcast and come up with that. I don't really feel that way. But I love it Who for knows? him.
1: I do. I love it. I, I'm curious. So I saw a tweet last night from Arizona State because – Their basketball program for the first time ever had a record 5,000 students at a game. And at first I was like, I thought they were saying 5,000 people. I was like, oh, that is (laughs) real sad, y'all. But 5,000 students, which I went and calculated what percentage of the student body that is. And if you're just going by like in-person people in the Valley, it's like 6% of the student body, which for Baylor would be like 1,200 people. So that was my – I asked kind of in one of our group chats this morning, does anybody know, like, what is our highest student-specific attendance record at Baylor for basketball, men's or women's? Um, This was an ASU men's game, but still. Um, And – I, I also specified like Baylor students does not include local elementary school stu- school students. Um, does include? I, I, I don't know. Does not include been able-
0: executive MBA program students?
1: No, no, no. If, you, if you're a grad student, you should not be sitting in the student section. But anyway, <laughs> that's a discussion for another day. Um, if you own a house, and you weren't invited there as like you're the instructor of the students. Sit somewhere else. Let the kids have their fun. Let the kids I'm have the focus.
0: A hater. What a hater. Do we play Kansas this Monday, or is it next Monday?
1: Mm, I don't know. I didn't look that far ahead. I know that we are playing. Um, I told Amy earlier that we have we have some SEC. Big 12 crossover games this weekend because men's team is playing Oklahoma and the women's team is playing Texas. So a little out-of-conference remix.
0: I didn't get the joke because actually no, she the Big didn't, 12 she SEC <laughs> challenge is next week and we play Arkansas at 3 o'clock on next Saturday the 28th. Uh, we, do, we play Kansas this Monday night at 8 o'clock p.m. I'm going to have to drink Woo. some coffee later in the day. Might get on the Peloton for that one. Um, but I'm feeling good, kind of like we're on a streak. I guess tomorrow will be revealing.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like we can we can do this. Um, we've maybe gotten our
0: groove back. Todd Paget though has not has not watched any of the past three
1: games. But tomorrow at three o'clock, other night. Because I couldn't get logged in to my team. My
0: ESPN was not working. My Deonte's fault was not working. Deontay Epps, what are you doing? You're not helping us. What are you doing? ESPN? Yeah. Um, yeah, so tomorrow's gonna be a true test though, because Todd will be home at three o'clock. Hmm. And 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 there will be a Baylor basketball game. And so like Last Saturday, we were watching football instead of the ES, instead of the Baylor basketball game. And so, but I want to watch basketball. But if I'm watching it, he's going to watch it. And then he's, like, got very strong opinions about how I cannot tell him not to watch Baylor basketball. What if we have
1: him write a new rap song instead? It's been a while. I've been waiting for a new album to drop.
0: In like 13 years, man.
1: Why is he holding out on me? It's not fair.
0: So the resort that we'll be at in Cancun this year for his company trip. We were last right, there in it's 2020. Not the same
1: one as last year.
0: So they they do like four resorts that are like bam bam right, bam bam they rotate, bam on right? the beach. And they rotate by region and just so this one we were at in twenty twenty. They don't have Netflix or pay per view movies. And that's very disappointing to Todd because he loves to just, like, hole up in the hotel room while we're in a tropical setting. Like, it's ridiculous. But maybe with his free time, he can write a new rap. Wouldn't that be nice? No. I would love
1: it. Wouldn't.
0: It. it wouldn't no, be nice. No, I would love it. I ghost wrote most of Grind and It's a True story.
1: Grind and Grimy is honestly what I think of every time I think of Grimes.
0: I do too. I do too. Anyway, if, and I always y'all want to tweet it. Y'all are unaware.
1: I always want to tweet it, and I'm like, nobody's going to know what I'm talking about.
0: I would know. Todd Padgett know. in 20, 2009 recorded a rap. He has like a, a, a four song album out on iTunes. t Train Truth. <laughs> Grind and Grimy. That There's gonna the be like,
1: single. like twelve <laughs> downloads of the this week, and he's gonna his mind is gonna be blown.
0: He's wearing a seersucker suit with a pink bow tie on his album cover.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's terrible. My, does he still have it? My he and my dad could go places together.
0: Honestly, probably yeah.
1: Because yeah. my dad has a seersucker suit with a pink bow tie that has mint juleps all over it.
0: Oh, that's very cute.
1: Yeah. I know. Yeah, no, if God. he sadly, he's like six four. I told him for this outfit, he needs to be like Leslie Jordan height, a little tiny man. Yes, like it. It's like it's cute, but it's not as cute on a 6'4 guy.
0: When you're tall, who's bald when you're tall with a yeah.
1: handlebar mustache.
0: But that helps. The baldness and the mustache help. I. He's
1: think. like a biker who got trapped in Steel Magnolias,
0: S- <laughs> stumbled into the seersucker suit
1: yeah uh
0: quarterback thoughts
1: we I have, have no quarterback one. thoughts i don't have quarterback thoughts as i told amy earlier our uh my own the only person i'm aware of who's possibly unrivaled in quarterback talent evaluation has decamped to thailand so that's a cliff kingsbury reference Yes. I mean, say what you will about him as a coach. He's a great quarterback evaluator.
0: Yes. And um, he's had a real glow up. Because if you watched, like, the Hard Knocks in season, it shared, like, photos of him as a child. Not, Not good.
1: I feel like he's had a glow down the last five to seven years.
0: I need to see, like, what you thought was his prime because i mean i'm like i don't at think he really Cliff
1: has a prime picture. it's just like you got to normalize it to the standard for him
0: his prime right now is being in thailand with a 29 year old like instagram model who posts pictures of her bottom in a thong
1: all it's over cute the that internet, you think so she's 29 and him. not 19
0: i mean the internet tells me she's 29 i think the it's a nice is looking lying. bottom i'll i'll give her that it is a good bottom and I call it a bottom, and I hope Cliff also calls it uh, her bottom. Uh, that's a nice bottom you got there, Virginia. Look, Cliff, if you I need
1: somebody to house it for you while you are gone, I'm like seven minutes away. I can do it.
0: Have you watched the in-season Hard Knocks? Because, like, he gave a house to her.
1: What? No, but now I will. Uh, her name is know- Veronica. Okay, maybe she's 29. I feel like there's not really a lot of 19-year-olds named Veronica.
0: Okay. Lots I'm looking at her now. Lots of things are fake here.
1: <laughs> when I was like um twelve, my biggest goal in life was to have Veronica Lake hair. Um, when I was in high school
0: Spanish, we got to pick our Spanish name and I was v- Veronica. I don't know why.
1: Hmm. I added a name go. every year that I was in French, so I just ended up being an acronym.
0: What was the acronym?
1: SPA. Okay. I can't remember about what the was.
0: That's... <laughs> 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 you
1: are so bad. Oh, my gosh. I uh, hope... Wow, got to get my brain back on track after, after that. Um, yeah. Um, so... We got basketball games this weekend. Tennis, there's tennis this weekend. I think there's a track and field meet this weekend. Uh, Maybe. Big things popping. Um, I know. Uh, track and field actually has been doing really well. They had a big thing with the 4x4 relay, I think. So, Quarter Mile U continues its streak.
0: I will say that Michael Ford came and spoke at our, maybe our November um, Baylor Bear Foundation executive board meeting and incredibly impressed with him. And also he had one of his athletes there and the athlete said that all of the sprinters have improved their personal best by like a second or two since getting to Baylor. And I'm yeah. like, that's cool. Good. Yeah. I can get down with this.
1: Yeah. I'd like I to just, get down with I don't me? mean I've... Have not encountered him in person, but I just think he's so handsome, and he has the kindest he eyes. He is very handsome.
0: So he's very handsome, you know.
1: And that's what matters. You're welcome Baylor Athletics for that
0: little sound clip. Sometimes I feel bad about the way we speak about this, but then I'm like, this is how women have been been spoken about for you know decades and decades and decades, and so we are just. All like, I said was he's handsome, universe.
1: and he has kind eyes, and it's true.
0: Not a single also lie. Also apparently has been told. an
1: excellent coach. So, you know,
0: I do think that I do have like I have a track coach who knows him or did know him or worked with him at one time. And even he was like, that's a phenomenal coach. Excellent for Baylor.
1: I'm like, cool. love it. yay, Love to hear it. I like it when we do things well. Um. So anyway, sick bears, sick bears. Cheer on our team. Um, don't wear the moo moos like Baylor Rush TikTok did. The end. The end. Sick buyers.